Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour. I'm Laird. And I'm Becky. Hey, Becky. Uh, first of all, we have attempted to start this episode quite a few times, haven't we? I've lost count. Yes, it's <laughs> it, it, it's a mess. And so you've got to listen. you got to listen to a whole episode. Maybe, maybe you'll hear some of it. But uh, all right. Well, uh, you, you know, it, th- that, that really tells a story about this year, 2020. It, it's been that kind of year. Yes. Yeah. You know, stops, starts, just if you'd asked me in January, if this, how I would have seen 2020 go down, it would not have been this. I don't think anybody would have said this. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's almost like a reboot needs to happen. Like we're, you know, every, everybody will be reborn. Like everybody's birthday resets to 2021. In fact, everybody can skip this year. So if you're going to turn 43 this year, you now are going to turn 43 next year. So everybody gets a free year. What do you think about that? I like it. Yeah. Just, it's so funny because I remember, you know, you look back at the beginning of the year and everyone was like, yes, 2019's over. It sucked. 2020, it's going to be a great year. And now like halfway through, I think everyone's like, can we be done? Can we be, can, can, can we be done? This, this year can be done, right? We're all done. Yeah. So the, so the big thing that I want to be done with this year is virtual trade shows. Oh, virtual trade shows. You have opinions. Yeah. I, I'm just, I, I have completely just done with it these days is I don't see the ROI. I think it's really difficult. I know we've had some trade shows that we've had some sales, but whenever you get there and you do these trade shows, <clears throat> It's attendance is way lower and the virtual exhibit floor is really effectively worthless. People pop in and out of your booth, your booth, and it's just, just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a good idea in theory. I've yet to see it bring the value that an in-person trade show brings. Yeah, and the because now I'm starting to go. If you ever have a trade show, it should be twenty percent uh, sessions, twenty percent exhibit hall. Even as a vendor, I'm saying that because I would love you know to have a exhibit hall that that it all it is. But I think it comes down to networking. It it comes oh, yeah. down to connecting, and I think that that's you know the insurance industry. We are so social and so uh, always about networking with our clients, with our vendors, with our carriers, and all of that. That we're missing that, and I think that that's where a lot of this pent up energy that is going on these days is just everybody is cooped up, and life is not normal this year. Uh, it's definitely anything but normal, you know the. The interesting thing with shows to me is I think the most valuable connections that are made are not made in a booth. They're made at the bar. Or the golf course, or, or the even golf, just right. in the or, or even just in the hallway. I have yeah. had some of the best customers with existing customers, vendors, carriers, new clients, whatever, sitting in a hallway at an at you know, outside an exhibit hall and having a frank you know, person to person connection. I remember it was at uh, IAOA and you and I were there and we walked by and there was a guy at a table sitting in the hallway and we walked past and he was on Turburator doing a quote. 
And I'm like, well, first of all, that's fantastic. You can do a quote anywhere on, you know, on, on your on your tablet. <laughs> so you're about your phone and get a, a, a commercial recording right there. No, <laughs> no I'm at a conference what, and I'm quoting on Turbrator. And what I did is I, I sat down with them. And I just started, hey, you know, I, I see you're using Turburator and I started talking to him and, you know, he, he told me all about it. He goes, well, you know, in the end, who are you? And at the time I was president of ITC and it was more of a conversation that he was like, wow, you actually stopped and talked to me. We actually found out things we could improve with our product and we actually implemented them. And I got to call him a few months later and going, hey, we implemented that, that you had talked about sitting in that in that hallway. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Why is this the first yeah. time you're telling it? Because again, you know, it's 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 what you always do is is I, I you don't always have to talk about your accomplishments and the cool things that you do. Sometimes it's about how you act privately when no one else is looking is what matters. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think it, it goes to show how we actually do really care what our, our clients say and we're listening and, and we, we implement some of the things, right? Like it, it happens. It can't and be everything. I mean, a, we've had some, we've had some everything, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Steve Jobs was, was the one who's like, people don't know what they want or I forget the exact quote. I just totally butchered it. I know. Uh, but yeah. if people don't know what they want until you give it to them. Right. That was more his angle, but no. Um, and I, I can't believe this. This this should be marked in time. You are wanting to explode my ego and and talk about that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Normally, I'm the one going. Hey, this cool thing happened at the trade show. You should you should broadcast that to everybody. And this one, you're like, why haven't I heard this? Why why have we not talked about this before? <laughs> See, it's a, it's a very fine line I walk between helping to grow your ego and also keep it in check. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's such such a horrible thing to say about someone. I think that's <laughs> why you hired me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, we we told that story before about how <laughs> you and I get in an argument during the interview, and at the end of the interview, I'm like, I'm hiring her. <laughs> Uh, you know, it worked out for me. I thought I was crazy oh, yeah. in the moment for doing it, but <laughs> well. so yeah, back, back to the trade show thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I tweeted about it. Like I, I keep tweeting stuff as, as you mentioned, I I've been on a tear on Twitter lately. Um, it's funny. The more you tweet, the more followers you get. So I should probably tweet more, but <laughs> only if you care about getting followers. <laughs> That's the thing is like, I like Twitter because I send something into the universe and I just don't really care. I, I just, just some of the things that I, I say out there is like, it, it, it's nothing nefarious or anything, but sometimes I'm just throwing it out there. And then I did that tweet where I was like, all right, I'll say it. virtual trade shows suck. And then I had a couple of trade show people that put on trade shows reach out to me and go, thanks for your candor. How can we improve it? And I'm like, oh man. Didn't mean for that, but <laughs> while you're here, we could talk about it. But I think in the end that uh, really a lot of the, the the trouble that we're going through right now is the fact that 
these video conferences, I mean, my day has, I've had days that are filled from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. nonstop back to back video conferences. And there's, there's not a point where like if I'm in someone's office talking to them and someone walks by my office, they go, Oh, well, Laird's not there. Now all they have to do is look at my calendar and go, Hey, there's a 30 minute slot. And all of a sudden I got a, I, I got a meeting. Yep. And I, I think that, you know, the, the problem that uh, a lot of the trade shows out there are going to have is that they're, uh, that, for the networking and the one-on-one conversations to really be good, you have to have even more video conferences. And frankly, I'm getting burned out. What about you? I mean, I don't think I have as many as you do. Um, but there's there's certainly a lot of it. And I feel like it's more exhausting in some ways than an in-person meeting can mm-hmm. be. Um, and there's certainly a huge element, which I think is your bigger point, um, missing in terms of not being able to read someone's body language as easily over video than you are in, in person. And there's a lot that we communicate through our body language that is missed in video. It's been hell. Um, I've been interviewing for a lot of, for a position and uh, it's been hell. Like it's hard to read people. You really have to be watching and you have to watch every bit of the video to really get that read. And uh, absolutely. The other, the other part about the whole trade show thing is that um, when you have it virtually, it's, you have your allotted little times you have here. This is my time. This is whenever I could do it. And then you have. Uh, then that's it. So you have maybe five minutes allotted to talk to somebody. And if the conversation runs long, you got to go, Hey, I got another one after this. But at a trade show, it could be more organic going, Oh, Hey, can you cover the booth for me? Well, you know, you know, Jim and I go talk in the hall, you know, it's, you can have those, those kind of organic conversations and you could take a conversation. It could be a couple seconds or it could be a couple minutes or it could be an hour if you have the coverage in the trade show booth and it's just, we're losing that. And what we need to do is find a way for us to get back to normal in the insurance industry when it comes to this really back to normal as a whole with across the entire country when it comes all this coronavirus crap. So, but I I think we're in for another bump on coronavirus. I think things are going to tighten up again. And um, what predicated all of this was insure tech connect. Yeah. Going to virtual, I, I just, you know, first of all, I my my head blew up because I was thinking about how I had, you know, a few years ago, I had like a hundred meetings lined up for Insure Tech Connect, and then I started thinking about, holy crap, if I had one hundred virtual conference meetings, oh, oh god, in a in a three day period, uh, yeah, no, that and that that show is thousands of people, thousands of people. In that show, it is constantly packed. Everywhere you go, there's people. So doing it in person, I just don't think is realistic this year at all. And I get that show and and many other shows trying to do it virtually because this is, that is, like you've said, it is their big part of their revenue. It is their biggest revenue stream for the year. And to lose it completely is devastating. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, there, there are, there are associations that live and breathe from their, their, their trade show. And without it, they're in trouble. 
Yeah. So I actually, I will make the prediction that based upon, you know, a resurgence of coronavirus and, and maybe some rolling blackouts when it comes to states and, and availability, I don't think we're going to have another trade show in 2020, uh, wow. you know, in person. Yeah. yeah. And th- there's, there's some shows that are still scheduled. Um, Holding out hope for sure. Even, even next month, there are some shows that are still scheduled for July that that haven't that are still planning to go forward. Uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see how those go. Yeah, no, that, that's that's really crazy to hear that they're still going. They're they're going for it because I just don't see how it works. And then you've got to be, then you got to go. All right, well, we need to have hand sanitization stations. We need to have face masks. And then, oh, you know, hey, if we're ever going to have the, uh, you know, if there is any branding opportunities, let's brand face masks and put the ITC logo <laughs> right in the middle of your mall, I mean, right there in your face. So like everybody's talking. They're all talking through. No, no, no. I'm not talking on the side. I'm talking like full on cross it. You, you know, like uh, sometimes you see those masks that have like, you know, like a skull face and all that. Just yeah. have like, you know, ITC. <laughs> It's terrifying. That is terrifying. It, I, no, of course it'd be terrifying, but it would be phenomenal. <laughs> oh, man. And then hire, and then hire uh, security guards. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Where's your mask? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. work. No, I don't okay. think so. I don't think. All right. Well, <laughs> well, we're almost fifteen minutes in talking about trade shows, and we haven't even gotten to your subject yet. <laughs> no, we haven't, which is okay. But uh, right. I saw, I saw this article last week and it, it really caught my attention just the headline and then I, I was like we have we have to talk about this because we talk about this all the time but the this is the headline it's happened customers now like websites more than real insurance agents <laughs> oh no like officially <laughs> Officially, first of all, how did they how did they make this declaration? I, I haven't seen this article, and so this is all new to me. So, how did they make this declaration? They made it from the JD Powers 2020 Auto Insurance Satisfaction Study. Okay, when was that study done? And then they try to correlate it with uh, COVID. I think it was it was published just last week. Okay, so, so they probably the auto did. In- there's the auto insurance shopping study that was published mm-hmm. in April, which we didn't talk about because we weren't recording. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if we want to go back and revisit that one, we got future content for another episode. Make it a two-parter. Why not? Um, but then last week they released the auto insurance satisfaction study, which is slightly different. Okay. So what do, what do, what do they say they like websites better than the actual agents? So it says customer experience with auto insurers websites contributed more to satisfaction than agents, according to the study. Websites accounted for 34% of an average insurer's total interaction score, while agents accounted for 33%. The trend toward increased reliance okay, on the digital well, channel been, has been building for more than a decade. Uh, have it, first of all, what it's, is it saying that that's purchasing or is that the full experience? It's saying the full experience. So if if you okay, were to be uh, asked, well, the, 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 what is your satisfaction with your 
insurance carrier and you said it is X and they asked you then, okay, what contributed to that satisfaction? Are you going to say the agent or the website or the price? You know, what, what is that? And, you know, I, th- I think the headline was a little bit dramatic because it's not <sighs> like websites all these days. Over- <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> There's just drama everywhere. Uh, but the websites didn't like way outperform agents is 34 to 33%. They're essentially the same amount. Yeah. But, but, but the differentiator there is sales is that, you know, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make this, this, they, the, the way they worded the, the headline really makes it sound like, well, you know, people would rather interact with a website than they would, uh, interact with a, um, an agent directly. And frankly, that's BS based upon what we understand of agents and what we understand of, of hosting more than 5,000 agency websites is that that is actually incorrect. We see time and time again that in the sales side of it, while they might research and maybe fill out a quote form or get a price, get a comparative price and all that, they generally, when given the option, they would rather talk to an agent to actually close that business. Now, turn that around and turn off your phone is that... Um, <laughs> I hung it up. Um, uh, turn that around is that... When you lump service in there, it also, it changes the dynamic completely because no, I don't, if I get in an accident or I need to make a payment and it, or I want to skip my ID card or I want to see my coverages. No, I don't want to call my agent. I don't want to deal with that. Right. Yeah. You want something quick and easy. And so. You know, we, we've talked about this before, whether it be an app or your website on the carrier side, on the agency side, on the agency management, on the vendor side, whatever it may be, you want instant access. And so, of course, they're going to say that at least for service, everything lumped together, it's better. But for the sales side, I still think that that's wrong. I, I think that. I don't think. I don't have to say I think. I have the numbers. We see it every single day. When given the option to have an agent, co- like on our consumer rater, uh, which is the uh, turbo rater for websites that allows uh, agencies to place a fully functioning, client-driven comparative rating solution on their website. A fun, insured tech consumer experience. Yes, that that's not boring and and is is often labeled sexy. Um, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by beer because we had to do this episode a few times. <laughs> um, back to this is that when given the option between contact me or have the agent involved in the process or buying the policy directly, when given the option. Two times out of three, they choose the out, the route with the agent. This is a savvy customer that filled out their information online in an InsureTech awesome way for an agency. And they get quotes, comparative quotes that are, that are bindable. And they click, they would rather click the button that says, have an agent contact me. Yeah. And, and that goes back to what we talked about that millennial study is that millennials want to be right. 
They want to make the right decisions, not just that they want to be right in an argument or whatever. They want to make the right decisions. That's what drives them. And so whenever you're looking at all these options, you get this question in your head, is this the right option? You know, I, I bought some socks online last weekend. I'm not kidding you. I, I spent 10 minutes trying to decide if I wanted the no-show socks or the ankle socks. No kidding. I'm I'm not kidding you. Like I spent 10 minutes going back and forth, putting it in and out of my cart and all of that. I was really trying to figure it out what socks I wanted. And, you know, the only thing that was there was that I felt good about the fact that, well, I can return these if I don't like them, if they don't work for me. But then I'm like, well, that's going to be weird if I wear a sock and return it. And then I'm all of a sudden going, so... I spent more time trying to be right. And I'm not even a millennial, but think about buying car insurance. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, which socks did you buy? Brand or the, which ones that I get? And you're going to love the answer. <laughs> did you get the ankle socks? You I got, got a both. <laughs> I got a both. <laughs> I couldn't decide. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's I awesome. couldn't I couldn't decide so I got them. And you know, I I actually often wear no show and ankle socks, but you know, the the thing about these uh, ankle socks, they they have this little lip. They're bombas. You, have you ever seen these? They, uh, I listen to podcasts. Yes, I hear about Bombas. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. Like, I don't. I don't sit there anytime that there's an ad on a podcast or whatever. I tune out momentarily. <laughs> don't know why. And then I pay for YouTube Red, so I don't ever see an ad on YouTube ever. Oh, you miss all the lemonade ads. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That <laughs> they have ads. Exactly. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you should buy it. it it's worth the three bucks <laughs> you a month. Buy a, a renter's policy from Lemonade? <laughs> no, no. You should just buy the, the YouTube Red for three bucks a month, and then you don't have to ever see an ad again. But um, no, they they give one pair of socks, for, and then they're they're donating to causes like Black Lives Matter at this time and all that, which very I love love. Uh, you know, as we talked about last week with Lemonade, I, I love what I call creative capitalism. Is like getting people to buy your product because you're being altruistic, and then yep. in the end, you're altruistic until it's IPO time, and then it's like, hey, give me that money. <laughs> yeah. So what else does this study say? So it says um, there's a strong correlation between trust and overall satisfaction. On average, a one-point increase in trust correlates with a 118-point increase in overall satisfaction. So where does trust go from? Well, it it doesn't say that in the article, and I didn't get the whole full report from J.D. Power because that costs money, and we don't have a budget for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> Two fifty and a cheeseburger. Hey, I have to pay for remote exactly. casting now. <laughs> um, but and this this is not surprising. I don't think the other point is that loyalty is heavily influenced by claims history. That customers are least likely to renew uh, when they had a claim denied. Like, duh. Jeez, uh, you 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 think that there's some industry experts writing these things, huh? I know, right? Like, who who is shocked by that news? Nobody. 
That's that's a lot of times whenever we put out stats or someone else put out stats and it's like, oh, no, duh. you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, it's I like, know. well, isn't that a given? Pretty much. And and that's another thing that I've that's been getting me lately is um and, and this this happens specifically and I don't care which side of you know left or right or you know get off my lawn you are but um you, you know there there was a someone had posted online that like uh coronavirus you know the 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 infections and the deaths in the U.S. are just astronomical compared to like, you know, Italy and, and, um, in Spain. And I'm like, yeah, well, percentage wise, I mean, yeah, numbers wise, of course, but percentage wise, it's half of those because you're not taking into account that, uh, you know, the U.S. has significantly more population than those countries, like in the order of 10 times as much population. And so whenever you actually, compared it to population, you're able to cut it down in half. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with statistics and all that is you can make the numbers say whatever you want. And that's with our weather report. I try really hard and I know it gets very, very boring because we're not introducing a whole bunch of new stats because I want them to be a baseline so that every week you're seeing it exactly as we're seeing it. And there, there's no change in the methodology between how we're, we're do, calculating it. So, sorry. I, I just, I was get, gotten off a rant because you were talking about how they, you know, trust adds an extra point of value. It's like, whatever. Yeah. So this, you got quiet as you drink more. <laughs> I would just let you rant. <laughs> I've had a couple of comments over the last week since last week's episode about how much fun it is when you go on a rant. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Why don't you tell me any of this? Because <laughs> uh, I'm, si- I'm sitting here trying to actually go, you know, I talk too much. I should let Becky talk more. <laughs> but then I, I get on this rant. I'm like, la, 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 <laughs> la. We actually got invited to do a webinar because, and I quote, I think you layered together would be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> to do an ask me anything insurance happy hour webinar oh. Oh. <laughs> should a hot take of insurance happy hour oh my live uh yeah we, we we would probably we'd probably need to go ahead and get some form of insurance <laughs> whatever insurance it is for for libel or something <laughs> Uh, yeah, our our takes have gotten us into where we've had to stick our feet in our mouths once or twice. <laughs> and thank God we got an editor. <laughs> uh, yep. Last week's was funny. The one they had to cut out. <laughs> And it's great because it's an inside joke now, and and <laughs> listeners, you just don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> uh, all right. Anything more so, on that study? Not that particular one. If we want to visit the shopping survey um, in a future episode, we can do that. Which, by the way, do you realize this is the penultimate episode of season three? 
Yeah, I, I did catch that when I was numbering it. Yes, I, I noticed it. And it, I, I think we should just go ahead and, and extend the season and we'll just do this until we're we'll, – we'll do season three until we're done with recording <laughs> for a while. And then we'll, uh, we'll start season four or whatever we're done. So you're getting the bonus episodes now. <laughs> so now it's just like season three, part two. Yeah. So, so question though, it, did we really talk about COVID last episode? Did we talk about COVID? We talked about COVID in our first episode back to recording. That was two weeks ago. Okay. I just don't remember. It's, it just, all the weeks mer- merged together at this point. So yeah. this is the third week in a row we recorded? Yes. Amazing. Can we label it a comeback yet? Yeah, I think we can. Because <laughs> I already have content for next week's. So. <laughs> uh, my tweets are getting to the point where it's building episodes. <laughs> and you're like, what else am I going to do? What's my job going to be? <laughs> what am I going to do if you're, you're coming up with all the content ideas? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, dear listeners... What do you think about virtual trade shows? Uh, the satisfaction survey that websites are now more important than real insurance agents. It is up on Twitter. I am Becky L. Schroeder. Laird is L. Ricks Ford. You can tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. Laird's making faces. <laughs> LinkedIn. Or yes, you can also use the hashtag on LinkedIn. We, are, we can be found there as well. And if you have not already, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode in case, you know, something else. Great global crisis happens and we end up missing several months in a row. <laughs> so, you get, so you get a notification whenever we decide to throw up another episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would swear we're drunk at this point. <laughs> Based upon I mean, this episode, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's just more giddiness. I mean, the, the, this just this week has just taken the wind out of everybody's sails. Really, just the past few months, and it's it, it's it's fun to do this again because it it, it puts a point of um, normalcy back into the week because weeks just are you know fits and starts, and and we we just you know. It's nice to have this, and it's it's really good to see the comments that come on Twitter saying, "Hey, happy to see that you're back," and and all of that. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely become hard to tell one day from the next. Correct. I asked Kodiak, "Did that? How's it, they did it on a they did it on like a Tuesday? How's everybody's Sunday?" <laughs> like I'm like I saw someone else do that, and I was going to do that as well. I was waiting for Wednesday, and they stole it from me the day before, and I'm like, "You jerk." <laughs> I think I saw someone t- reply to them and say, "Oh, it's Saturday." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. All right. Well, uh, it was funny, unlike this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> we amuse ourselves. <laughs> I think that's the that's the bottom line. <laughs> you gotta amuse yourself first, otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. All right, Becky. Well, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, you got anything else? No. No. It's good. All right. Well, it's been a really fun episode. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. 
We don't need to do a bump. <laughs> no, I think we've got our bump already. <laughs> now it's your turn to listen, though. Recording. Did that come through? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Think. <laughs> oh. So what uh, were you planning well, on talking about? Because uh, I forgot. <laughs> it's time to start talking about drinking. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Dear listeners, this week's episode brought to you by Technical Difficulties. <laughs> technical Difficulties. And five takes Here's in. Here's why everybody working. <laughs> <laughs> and five takes in. It is now brought to you by beer. <laughs> <laughs> or whiskey, scotch, whatever it is Laird's drinking. Whiskey, yes. All right, you want to do this for real? <laughs> sure. All right, I'll 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 take the open so that we can we can get going on it, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you saying I am not up to par this week? You you have busted the open so many times. <laughs> It's going to take me an hour just to cut down this <laughs> the bump. <laughs> but we've got a good bump this week. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome back to Insurance Happy Hour for the third time. I'm Becky. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give that one more go? Sure. Welcome back to your insurance happy hour. I'm Becky. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk. Number four Number is four. now down. Uh, okay. Down. <laughs> Welcome back to insurance happy hour. I'm Becky. And I'm Laird. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, your your brain is burnt at this point, isn't it? Uh, I think I need to pause this and go get a drink, like so we can actually make this a real happy hour. All right, well, uh, I, I we can definitely do that if that's what you want. All right, let's do it because it's been a week. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. 